Welcome to episode 5 of the Roundabout Town podcast. My name is Kevin Boniface and I've worked as a postman in West Yorkshire for over 25 years. Throughout this time, I've kept a journal of my experiences in the hope that writing things down will somehow make them more comprehensible. I'm not sure it's worked. Episode 5. Everybody's so miserable now. The camellias are out, the daffodils are out, the buzzards are out, the woman in the sky blue Nissan Micra is out, the man with no teeth who calls me a silly twat and insists that all the parcels are his is out, and the man with no teeth's neighbour who says to ignore him love is out. A tall man in a suit passes, he's talking into his phone loudly. He does singing, doesn't he? He's in that band, he used to be our milkman years ago, he's adopted. I ask the woman in the bathrobe and slippers with her hair all sticking up on one side if she'll take in a parcel for a neighbour. No, she says, I'm just off out. According to the poster on the lamppost, the cat with the bit of tinsel around its neck is still missing. There's a pair of boxer shorts and two Stella bottles on the pavement next to the junction box where someone has written, Kate is gay. I post the mail at the house where they painted their letterbox gold for the Olympics and as I turn to walk back up the path, a sparrow flies into the back of my leg. At one of the bungalows on the estate, I skirt around the four-birth crusader storm on the drive and knock at the front door. A slim woman with an old-fashioned perm and twin set sits with her back to the window, talking with the similarly presented woman in an armchair opposite. Nobody responds, so I try again. Still no one comes. I can see the back of the woman's head through the glass and she hasn't moved. I reach across and tap at the window. She still doesn't move. I peer inside and realise that she is in fact a shop mannequin and the other woman is a reflection in the large mirror propped against the opposite wall. I take the parcel to the woman at the house next door and mention the neighbour's front room tableau. Oh, that's Barbara, she explains. They always leave her there like that when they're away. She's very convincing, isn't she? A big, jowly man with a shaved head is barking at a dog in the garden of one of the semis. The middle-aged couple in matching grey anoraks quicken their pace as they pass on their way to the top end of the estate where the houses have quality driveways. It's blustery now, and the caravan dealers Bailey and Sterling flags flutter in all directions at once. Inside, men in their 50s, 60s and 70s wear anoraks and generously cut polycotton chinos to browse the barbecues, windbreaks and plastic crockery. They are accompanied by women in waterfall cardigans that flap wildly around their heads the moment they step back outside into the weather. At the garage, I queue to pay for diesel next to the row of light boxes displaying faded upside-down pictures of sandwiches. In front of me is a short round man with a custom 4x4 high-ace truck parked outside. He's wearing a Stetson hat and talking to the young man with the geometrically precise beard behind the counter. It says on the thing on the thing that you have to buy a minimum of a quid's worth of air. Oh, says the young man. Well, don't you think that's a bit of a rip-off? A quid for some air? I don't know, says the young man. 
Down the poorly maintained track with the big view across the valley, past the wheelie bins and the terrace with more greenery in the guttering than in the paved over gardens, past the primulas on the verges and the polythene trees where the flock of noisy goldfinches has been squabbling all week. I follow a black and white cat onto the estate of headless budders, tailless schnauzers, earless rabbits, faded anoraks and unfashionable bell-bottom jeans in indigo. A grey-haired man in chinos places a four-pack of Galahad premium lager and a bag of green potatoes onto his neighbour's doorstep, next to the bleached plastic meerkats on a seesaw. The lights are out in the shop and there's hardly any stock now, but it's still open. Mr Briggs pulls over in his Suzuki carry. He takes his pipe out of his mouth and pins it between the ball of his thumb and the steering wheel while he leans across and shouts to me through the near side window. I'm off to bins. I've got a load of bloody rubbish in. See you, lad. And he winds up his window and drives away. The elderly man in the stained anorak is sitting on an upturned bucket to paint his garden fence. He tells me he used to work as an engineer for the GPO. He says he's got a good pension. I've been retired for 28 years, he says. But it's not like that anymore. I couldn't believe it when they privatised the Royal Mail. Nobody wanted it. It was all just to line the pockets of the big boys, greedy buggers. He dips his brush into his paint. It's water-based, this, he points out. I comment on the unpredictable weather we've been having. Aye, but isn't it grand working outside? I love it. I always have, he says. I think it's why I'm so fit, apart from my knees and my back. I've always worked outside. It can be the worst job in the world, but as long as you're outside and you've got some good workmates, it don't matter. I agree with him and tell him about my back and knee problems. He sympathises and then parks his brush. I'm going to call it a do for today, he says, groping for a dry bit of fence to pull himself upright. I've enjoyed our chat. It makes the world go around, doesn't it, talking to folk? But there are some right miseries around these days, aren't there? My bus driver says he hates his job now because everyone's so miserable. Back at the office, my workmates are reminiscing about a long-since-retired colleague who once reversed his van into his own car, touched up the damage with some Dulux he found in the stores, and then drove to Blackpool to dry it off. They asked me whether I remember him, and I do. I used to cycle home in those days, so I'd leave my boots at the office overnight, where, without my knowledge, for several years, he wore them for the duration of his night shift, replacing them before I arrived for work again the next morning. This episode of Roundabout Town was written and produced by me, Kevin Boniface, at Westview Study Centre, for no good reason. With original music by Kevin and Edie Boniface. Roundabout Town is published in paperback by Uniform Books. My collection of short stories, sports and social, will be published in September by Blue Moose Books. Please like and subscribe. (laughs) 